0: Welcome to the How to Health podcast today, and I am so excited to introduce Dr. Brooke Goldner, who is just a delight we've had an awesome chat already. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but it'll be fun. But I just want to introduce her. Um, Dr. Goldner is a board-certified medical doctor and the author of two best-selling books, Goodbye Lupus and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. She's been featured in multiple documentaries, such as Eating You Alive, which was awesome, by the way, um, Whitewash and the Conspiracy Against Your Health, has been featured on TV news and the Home and Family Show, as well as many radio shows and podcasts, including us, and is highly sought-after keynote speaker who shares the stage regularly with doctors Ornis Esselstyn, Bernard Gregor, and T. Colin Campbell. But right theres I'm already in awe, to name a few. She's been featured on the front cover of Vegan Health and Fitness magazine twice, right, with your husband and, and family, I believe. And she's graduate of the Temple University School of Medicine, was chief resident at UCLA Harbor Residency in Psychiatry, and holds a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. She's a founder of veganmedicaldoctor.com, so note that, guys, and creator of the Hyper Healing Protocol for Lupus Recovery. Wow. That's more than most people do in a lifetime. That's fantastic. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic. Thank you.
0: Oh, that is so cool. Well, thank you for taking your time out of your day. And, um, you know, just you have such an incredible story. And when I read um, your book, so here's, I think it'll be that person in the video, but this is the Goodbye Lupus book. And um, it was incredible. And I was so excited to read about that because lupus is such a, a difficult disease to wrap our heads around because it's such a, you know, different people have different, um, expressions of the disease. But can you tell us your story and how this all started?
1: Absolutely. Yes. So I was diagnosed with lupus when I was 16. And at the time, I had really no idea what was going on. Lupus is very bizarre. So for people who don't know what it is, it's an autoimmune disease where your immune system goes haywire and it can no longer identify self, non-self. So normally immune system, as you know, is there to protect us against invaders, right? Or help us when we you know, bang our knee into something and we need inflammation to heal it. But with lupus, your immune system starts attacking your own internal organs. And so we get all sorts of strange symptoms depending on where it is active in our body. So for me, it started out with this rash across my face in the sun. And then I was getting arthritis in my knees, really bad knee pain. Um, but then it would also travel into my shoulders. And it was so confusing because, you know, at 16, I was, like, was it from spiking the volleyball or what was, you know, it didn't make sense to have arthritis Sixteen. I wasn't sure what was going on, Um, and then I started getting migraines where I would literally vomit for days with these headaches. And uh, finally, when I went to the hospital, it was because the rash came out, and my dad saw the rash, and I'd been covering it because I'm a teenager, and I'm like, oh God, acne, you know. So I had gone swimming. And I got a migraine and I threw up. And when I came out of the bathroom, the rash was much brighter. And my dad went, what is going on with your face? Wow. <laughs> and he said, you know, um, my, my dad is something I call dad science. Like he thinks of things and they make sense to him. And then it's science. <laughs> um, and, so, and so he was right about this one, though. And what he said was, you know, I think your skin is a window to your health. And something's wrong. And actually, I teach that now. But back then, I'm like, "Oh God, Dad." So anyway, he called my doctor, and she goes, "Meet me in the ER." And we meet her there, and she diagnosed me right away. Um, and uh, you know, all my tests were positive for lupus. There's a number of lab tests that you do, and sent me. But my numbers for my kidneys were were really off, and my blood pressure was through the roof. It was 200 something over 100 something. I don't remember anymore. And so they sent me to a nephrologist who did an emergency kidney biopsy. And uh, they said I had rapidly progressive kidney failure. I was at stage four, but he gave me six months before they failed completely. He said wow. it was the most aggressive type of lupus nephritis, and he gave me six months. He said, if we don't do something extremely aggressive, besides, at the time, this is 20, let's <laughs> see okay, how many years ago. Okay, no, yeah, so I was 16, so let's see. 24 years ago, um, we didn't have all the fancy meds we have nowadays. So it was a lot of steroids and things. And he said that wasn't going to be enough to stop the kidney failure. And he said, she's not going to live past six months, or at best, we'll end up on dialysis if we don't do something really aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm an only child. (laughs) My family is freaking out. Um, So he wanted to put me in an experimental treatment at the time, which was using chemotherapy or Cytoxan. Now, that's used commonly now. Selena uh, Gomez just had it, right? But now we use it for concentrated doses for short periods of time. But at that time, they didn't really know how much you needed or for how long. And so I actually ended up on chemotherapy for two years straight. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So from 16 to 18, I had chemotherapy at first monthly and then uh, every two months for the second year. And they did try to stop it one year and immediately my uh, DSDNA antibodies shot back up and they said nope, we can't. So we went back on it, um, and so it was two years before I was in a remission uh-huh. of chemotherapy. So, so nice. um, which is really intense, uh, you know, at sixteen. So for me, you know, I, I had an amazing family, and uh, my mom always just kept me really focused on what are you going to do with your life, not are you going to graduate high school? It's how are you going to continue to stay in the top 10 when you graduate so you can get into your dream college? (laughs) How are you going to get a scholarship to college? You You know, so there was never a focus on the disease. It was just an obstacle of, okay, so how are you going to get everything done? You've got chemo on Friday, but you have an AP chemistry exam on Monday. So I was always just studying whenever I felt well. So, I mean, I was already a nerd to begin with, but I was like teacher's pet after that because I'd read like three chapters ahead, so my hand was always up because I knew all the answers, so the kids just uh, hated me more. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't, I didn't tell anyone I was six, and so nobody knew. My teachers knew, but my, my fellow students didn't know. Um, so I was able to graduate top 10 of my class, got a scholarship to Carnegie Mellon, was, you know, and, and my last chemo was a week before my first day of college. Oh, Wow. So it was pretty awesome. So I started college just happy as a clam because, you know, tons of work with no chemo was so much better than like just high school with chemo. Right, right, right. It was great. So, you know, so that's how I survived. And so at that point I was considered in remission, but remission is really just, um, you know, as you know, you're not getting worse, you're stable, Mm -hmm. but every blood test showed I had lupus. So people ask me sometimes, you know, you say you don't have it anymore now. Well, what, you know, is that of remission? Well, remission to me was you take a blood test. My ANA was positive. I had, you know, the anti-DSDNA antibodies, all this stuff, but it was not getting worse and it was controlled, you know, even on low dose steroids, whatever I needed at the time. And I was able to maintain that through college because I was very careful about my sleep and my stress. I didn't have stress anymore because for me... Like not having chemo was no stress. So while everybody else was getting anxiety attacks from all the work at college, I was just happy. You know, <laughs> like one of my friends asked me, he's like, why are you always singing? I'm like, I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy. Um, so, so I, you know, so then I, I didn't, I kind of didn't really follow doctor's orders after that. So usually with autoimmune disease, we know stress is really important to control your stress and your sleep. And so they said always get enough sleep and make sure you don't get too much stress. And so I went to medical school and, so... <laughs> Oh
0: yeah, that's no stress.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. No stress and, you know, sleep. Oh my God. You know, now they have laws that say you can't work more than 80 hours a week as a student mm-hmm. or as a resident. Uh, but back when I was a med student, they didn't have that rule yet. Do they, well, you too? Is that, uh, they started
0: that actually my intern year because oh. I started medical school later. Um, but, uh, it wasn't always followed so yeah
1: yeah well I realized as a med student there was one uh week where I actually counted my hours and I'd worked 100 hours that week you know and and so we're cheap labor for the hospital and lots of stress you better have all those you know all the blood pressure measurements and done before the resident shows up right so um so I got sick again my third year of medical school And I started getting double vision where I'd actually have to hold onto a wall and the whole world would split in half and then come back together. not in half, it would double side by side and then it would come back together. And I went, that's not normal. Um, (laughs) And then I would get, um, I had every single fingernail was covered in red dots, uh, which I know are splinter hemorrhages. So all my, and I went to my, um, I was on family practice rotation and I went to my attending and I said, look at my nails, something's wrong right now. And, and I'm getting double vision. And she went, oh, you med students always think you have whatever chapter you're on in the book. And I went, no, that's my roommate. She actually has thought she's had prostate cancer before. She, that's not, I, I, I actually have lupus. I don't want to be sick. But I think that this, I, you know, I've been looking this up and this could be, she goes, oh, that can happen from trauma. Which happens you bang your finger, you can get a hemorrhage, but every nail. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Thanksgiving break's coming up. I'll go to my doctor's when I get home. And before that happened, I ended up collapsing in one of the clinics I was charting. And I couldn't speak, and I was confused. I didn't know what was going on around me, and I couldn't. I wanted to talk to someone, but I couldn't get it out. And so I thought, and and everything felt like hazy. And I I remember I was trying to remember, like, am I awake or am I dreaming? Did I just give someone a shot, or did I dream I gave them a shot? Like nothing felt real. It's very hard to describe. And then I ended up waking up. I passed out on my chart. And everyone had left the clinic and they just assumed that, I'm guessing they assumed I was just a med student that was overworked and didn't finish my charting, you know, and, uh, and I, I woke up and I felt a little bit better, but still confused. And all I could think about was, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And so I grabbed my keys. <laughs> I'm not enjoying I grabbed my keys and I left the clinic and I get my car. How do I get home? I don't know how to get home. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my car. And I only lived a couple blocks away from the clinic. Thank God. So I just started the car and I ever, I, I don't know. I must've been going five miles an hour. I have no idea. Cause I remember I was stopping at every intersection and I didn't know where to go, but somehow my body just took me home. I don't, I, it's kind of like to me when you're on the phone or something and you just get home and you're like, Oh God, I don't remember. Right. So I remember I was looking and nothing looked familiar, but somehow I got home. I parked on the curb. <laughs> I found my truck later. I was like on the curb and I passed out in my bed. Woke up feeling better later, but I was like, something happened, and I don't know what happened. But I went home, <laughs> I waited, I finished the the rotation, went home, got all my scans done, and I I had developed a new antibody that, that people get with lupus, antiphospholipid phospholipid antibodies, where they're creating blood clots. So I I literally was sending blood clots into my brain, and that's why I was getting the double vision, and that's why I was getting them in my fingernails. So um thankfully what i would had was a tia or a mini stroke where i recovered but it could have been a big mess in the clinic if it. <laughs> thank goodness i recovered although i always joke around that you know i think i was they said there was no damage i think i was smarter before and funnier now but i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure so yeah so that was you know at that point they said, okay, you know, you have to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life because you're going to have a stroke or a pulmonary embolism and you're just lucky you're alive right now. They were, my doctor was yelling at me, you know, like, well, I had to wait till I had break. You know, to go. So, um, so I was put on these injectable blood thinners, you know, and I had to give myself shots every day in the stomach and that one was rough. That gave me like, you know, I'm an extremely optimistic person. I don't know. It seems like the more bad stuff that's ever happened, the more happy I am just to be, like awake, I'm just naturally just happy. So, but that was like two weeks of bummer, <laughs> you know. Where I was like, you know, I'm so close to graduating medical school. Now I'm like having strokes. Like this is not really what I was. hoping. I was hoping that that part was over. But that's kind of how lupus is, or autoimmune disease is. Constantly waiting in the shadows. You get a little too much stress, or not enough sleep, or something happens, and then boom, you got a flare, and now you're, you know, your life is in danger. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, they told me when I was 16, but they told me again after the blood clots, like you can never have children that, you know, you either won't be able to carry them, you'll miscarry, or you're going to end up with a stroke or you kidneys are going to fail. You can't do that. Um, and I knew at actually going through medical school now that, you know, there was no Google when I was 16. So I didn't know how bad lupus was and I didn't want to. So I stayed, I, I just took what my doctors gave me and I didn't research. You know, um, but, uh, you know, going through medical school, I was like, oh man, every disease there is, it says people more at risk for this include lupus. And I'd be like, oh, happy birthday to me. Like, you know, so I knew that my life was going to be shorter. Most people with lupus end up with, you know, heart disease if they don't die for something from lupus. So that was kind of, that took me like two weeks of just, man. And then I just went, you know, I'm still here. I'm a year away from graduating. I'm still going to be a doctor who gets to do that. That's the coolest thing ever. So I just, went back to being happy and figured whatever life I'd have, I'd just spend it helping people and it'd be worth it. So that's, that's, that's how it was. And so when I met my husband, I was uh, two months away from graduating and just happy and just feeling so blessed and lucky. And, uh, and I met him and he wanted to marry me in spite of, you know, all the illness and everything else. I told him, I can never have your kids. You're going to end up taking care of me. (laughs) I'm going to die young. You know, and, uh, and he said, you know, I'd rather spend a short life with you than a lifetime with anybody else. So let's make it a really kick-ass life. I went, let's do it. Wow. So, yeah. So, um, and that's what ended up having me heal. Uh, Some people say that it was love that healed me. I I don't, (laughs) I've always felt very loved, very happy. I wouldn't say, you know, I was, I still had lupus while we were in love. It wasn't until I changed my diet. Yeah, but someone just wrote that as a review of my book it was love that healed her I'm like that's sweet but um I, we were in love for a year and a half before the, I, the lupus went away so it coincided with my diet um but what happened was he's a celebrity trainer so he was already training people who were going on mtv and stuff like that and he can give you a six pack in three weeks even if you've been like drinking and had a big party pooch um and so I said well i'd only ever dreamt of a white coat which hides everything right i mean you can wear this And you could be overweight, have a pooch, no one can see anything, right? But um, we wanted to elope at Maui with just our best friends and closest family. I wanted to wear a bikini. I wanted to look great in my wedding dress. So, you know, I asked him to train me. And so um, after he assured me I was already beautiful, uh, then he agreed. (laughs) Men think that's a trap. You know, he's like, oh. Um, (laughs) But I was, (laughs) you know, I was at the time about a size 11, um, which for Pittsburgh was really, really fit. Um, but I was moving – well, Pittsburgh, I mean, some of the fattest cities in the nation.
0: Right, right. I
1: couldn't even order a salad there without them putting French fries on it. For real. I'm not in – the, in the doctor's lounge, you order a salad, you'd get French fries on it. So I was so confused the first time that happened. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, so, so 11 in Pittsburgh, hot. But I was moving to L.A. for residency. And so that was not L.A. hot. And so I was like, I want, you know, I want to look like a movie star too. So the the difference was, what he was doing at the time was a a diet that was helping people lose fat really rapidly. Um, It wasn't curing diseases though. And what it was is it's very similar to modern day paleo actually, but super high in raw vegetables, super high in omega-3, super high in water, but then free range meat for protein. Mm. Now, I'd been a vegetarian since I was 12 because I loved animals. So I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to eat animals, but I was really a cheesitarian. I would like cheese on everything, lots of eggs, all that stuff. So he was like, All right, well, nothing makes you fatter than dairy, you know? And he's like, I don't want you eating all the saturated fat from the eggs and stuff. So he's like, All right, we're just going to have to figure out something else. So I went on his diet, but without the animal products and instead had tofu, things like that, but then super high raw vegetables, omega freeze, water. And within three months, I went from an 11 to a three and I was ripped, like totally ripped. And and But for me, more remarkably was I was an intern. So working 30 hour shifts, multiple days a week. And I had tons of energy. Like I would finish a 30 hour shift and go to the gym. Like I just felt so good all the time. Um, I, I had no migraines. I had no joy pain. I just felt amazing. And I was so energetic and happy. <laughs> My... The chairman of my residency pulled me aside because he was concerned about me because I was not uh, I was not appropriately depressed and and <laughs> tired for an intern you know and they were like worried I was manic or something I'm like I'm not manic this is my personality I'm just jubilant but you know? <laughs> like, and this is psychiatry residency and they're like see look at all these depressed people barely shuffling their feet around and you're like just happy you know and I'm I'm and I said to him, I, I'm one of the luckiest people on the planet. I'm, I'm here doing this residency. I get to become a doctor and live my dream. Why wouldn't I be happy? And he just looked at me like, all right. And then I ended up chief resident. They loved me because I always got stuff done and I motivated people and I got, you know, but isn't that funny, right? So, um, so I ended up, I go to my wedding and, and I take my blood test. I had a new doctor in California and uh, he'd never seen me before. He had all my like luggage of charts brought over from Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And, um, so I got my blood test done and I was getting ready to leave for my wedding. And he called me and he said, uh, there's, I don't understand your lab work. I think there was a mistake. He's like, enjoy your wedding. We'll retest when you come back. I said, what, what, what is, what's wrong? I said, no, there's nothing wrong. These just are negative for lupus. And I read your chart. So something's not right. That's weird. So, okay. So I went and my wedding, came back, retested, still negative for lupus, and now my cholesterol, which I was told was genetically high, nothing to do with cheese, genetically high, now's normal, my blood pressure dropped 30 points, um, you know, and he's like, I don't know what this is. I don't know either. So um, I continued to see him once a month, and I remember him bringing a med student in once and going, this, this lady alleges to have lupus but we haven't seen it yet and I'm like all ledges <laughs> i'm not trying i'm not like <laughs> trying to fake it for attention here <laughs> what's going on it just continued to be negative and i was still taking my shots every day for a year and after a year i said there's no antibodies there's no blood clots why am i still taking meds and my doctor goes because you're treating my anxiety cuz i'm too nervous <laughs> to take you off medicine <laughs> oh, because yeah. of your history and i went okay i don't want to be sick and i don't want to be dead let's just but I don't want to be on meds I don't need. I mean, if I hit my head, I'm going to bleed into my head. I, I would get a paper cut and my whole arm would be covered in blood because I couldn't clot from the shots. So it finally went off meds after a year. And, and that's because, you know, nowadays I know and you know, it's a normal everyday thing that people can heal from diseases like this. But, but it wasn't normal to me or my doctor, he's a rheumatologist, that lupus can go away. So we're like, this must just be an amazing remission. Because there was no other verbiage for it. I just graduated med school, so I knew diet had nothing to do with disease, right? Because they would have taught me that in med school if that was true. So none of us knew what it was. I just thought it's a great remission. I'll just keep this diet up because I feel great. Mm -hmm. And but we never even connected it. Like it wasn't even. I just knew that I liked how I was eating. I liked my fitness level, but it wasn't even connected. And it wasn't until I finally had my first son four years later, which I had to convince my whole family. It was like, we had to do like, it was like an intervention. They were all begging me not to. My mom wanted to carry the baby. My best friend wanted to, nobody wanted to see. I'm very lucky to have people who love me and want to protect me. And I said, I understand, but I'm telling you, knowing my body, I am not sick. Like you could check, my blood work looks better than like a newborn. I'm telling you, my blood work is amazing. And I feel amazing. And I just don't believe I'm sick. So, you know, I finally convinced my husband, which you can convince a man, you know, and so I finally convinced him and I got pregnant. Everybody freaked out. My OBGYN, I went to see her and uh, she was a new OBGYN. Obviously I hadn't been pregnant before. And I, uh, and I, she asked me my health history. I said, well, I used to have lupus. And she goes, excuse me, what you don't, there's no use to, there's no use to. And I said, well, I haven't tested positive for lupus for five years. And she's like, oh, crap. So OBGYNs hate it because, you know, people with lupus, we end up with strokes and like also it's bad. That's why they have malpractice, I think, for people with lupus. <laughs> so she sends me to the high risk OBGYN, sends me back, goes, this woman's perfectly healthy. I'm not following her. And so she used to see me every couple of weeks because she was just so terrified and I had normal pregnancy, healthy delivery. Everything's normal. And then nine days after I gave birth, I was back in my pre-pregnancy clothes like I was never pregnant. And that's when my husband and I went, something is definitely going on here. Because for him, having been a trainer for so long, there's women who have 20-year-old kids who say they can't lose their baby weight, right? And here I am, all I did was nurse and eat. I was sitting on the couch nursing. I wasn't, you know, hitting the gym. And he goes, so we realized then that my body not only was not sick anymore, my body was reacting in real time to whatever challenges I received. Pregnant, did pregnant great. Gave birth, I made enough milk for a village but my body just went back to like normal size, right? Um, no, no issues with lupus, because they all said the lupus is coming back when you give birth, because that's classic. I, I treat a lot of people now who, their first symptoms are when they get pregnant or they get a horrible flare after pregnancy if they survive it. There's also people who die in pregnancy or delivery. So they're like, that's it, you're gonna get sick of them, but it never happened. And so that's when my husband also went to Carnegie Mellon and he has a master's degree in exercise science and in nutrition and health promotion. And We sat down and we went, what changed? what possibly could make this impossible thing have happened and the only thing that had changed was my diet the only thing cuz i'd been tr- working out for years and so we went back and i didn't know about all these other doctors doing this back then cuz i why would i know you know they don't teach us in medical school right so we went back and we worked with cellular biologists and we figured out that we had accidentally created the most anti-inflammatory diet on the cellular level that was physically possible just by accident and that that's what happened to me. And so then we started to run our own little groups and see, could we repeat it? And we could. And so now since then, this will be 13 years that I've been completely lupus-free and we reverse reversed lupus, scleroderma, Sjogren's, MS. I mean, it's all the same. All the different diseases respond to it because all we're doing is helping the immune system settle down and do its job again. And people can have been sick for 20 years or more and they can get their health back. And so... This all happening to me has really led me to the most amazing blessing, which is helping other people be able to live their dreams and grow up with the person they love just like I do.
0: Oh wow. That <laughs> I could end it right there and be like, this is fantastic. I'm like <laughs> that's the story. I, that is incredible. <laughs> I mean there's been so the by accident is not an accident. I mean, God put you on this path and I'm just wow.
1: And I still can't tell it without crying. See, I got to have my tissues Um, because it is. And that's why for me, it's so, everything I do is very personal. You know, I've had so many, I I, I see people entirely online. So how you see me now is how people see me. Um, So I treat people from all over the world and and I cry with them, you know, first I cry with them when they're telling me their illness. And then I cry with them when they get better because we're celebrating. And, And they've said it's been so meaningful for them because they know that I understand. And I do. It's like every person who's sick, I, I'm, ah, uh, you know? right. <laughs> I'm it very on. protective and I'm very involved because for me, this is really about helping people get their lives back. And it's not about just a job.
0: Right.
1: So, wow. so yeah, I'm in tears all day, every day. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing and crying all day. That's what I do. You're amazing.
0: You're absolutely amazing. Wow. So I just want to ask you, can you give me the specifics about, you said there was a six-step protocol that you have or whatever that is that you teach for people to reverse this type of disease or any disease, honestly, this works. So what what is it your... works specific?
1: for everything, yeah. yeah. So I call it the six steps to healing with supermarket food. So I do everything in terms of steps that are easy for people because, you know, I don't know if it's because I'm come from a family of immigrants, I'm first generation. So everything I do has to be able to be communicated in broken English, right? So, so I... <laughs>
0: You are very funny, by the
1: way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> but it's true. So I try to make things really simple and easy to follow. And it's kind of funny because um, in, my, in my book, Goodbye Lupus, which is my story and the six steps to healing, I made it very simple and to the point on purpose because I don't want any, I didn't want to make a textbook. I wanted the story to be there for inspiration and then the six steps so people could go, okay, step one, step two, and then be done. Right. And it's funny because a lot of people love that. And every, I remember I saw a review recently and I, my husband, I, I tried to stop reading them because my husband said, even Oprah says, don't read your reviews. So if Oprah doesn't do it, I shouldn't do it. But there was, I saw one star. I'm like, what is this? This person's like, I was hoping it was going to be much more detailed, like a large textbook, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't want that. Like who's going to, I want it to be that people tell me they can read it in a day and start. No. Yeah, And I that's mean, what I want. I want you to read it and start. That's it's what it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you. But that's, yeah. that's really my goal. So I try to speak that way too. You know, I always joke, I say it so that even doctors can understand because it's really important. That that's actually it's just, really important. Like, because doctors have a really short attention span, right? Right. So it's like, just tell me, what is it, what is it we have to do? All right. And then just do it. Right. So, um, so the six steps, I, you know, I, I teach it all the time. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So the first three steps are the things to avoid. Right. So when we talk about and and I talk about in terms of getting rid of inflammation, but really inflammation is is a normal thing. So uh, inflammation is how we fight disease. But when I'm talking about I'm talking about chronic inflammation, which is what causes chronic disease. Right. So we want to get we don't want our immune system to always be active. We want it to just respond when it's needed. Right. So getting rid of chronic inflammation. So the first three steps are what you get rid of. So just like someone who has cancer from smoking cigarettes, I don't just start them on smoothies. I'm like, maybe you should stop smoking. Right. So, so we got to get rid of the stuff making you sick. So the first one's animal products, so meat and dairy. Uh, the second one's processed foods. So anything that never doesn't go bad or your grandma wouldn't recognize it as food, you know, <laughs> you couldn't make it without a laboratory. Um, and then uh, the, all the different oils um, the only one I allow people is olive oil, just because it's not inflammatory. But even that one, like just like a spray bottle, so it doesn't stick in your pan, not like a a pour. But in general, oils uh, are very inflammatory as well. They they boost. They, they're just sources of omega six, which drive inflammation. So, um, so I try to get people to to calm down on those. And again, I do these in steps because there are some people who are willing to dive in. I see some people who tell me, I'll eat cardboard if you tell me to, I just want to feel better. Those are my favorite, because I'm like, I got something tastier than cardboard, but we could do it like that. But other people, this is a drastic change. Like what I just named are all they eat, right? Processed foods, meat <laughs> and dairy, and oil. Like literally, I mean, that's all they eat. So once I say the first three steps, they're like, oh. <laughs> so, so, So every step people take, they're going to have benefits and actually that's what motivates them to take the next step. So they're like, "Oh, I did eliminate dairy and gosh, I feel better and my bloating's gone and you know, my arthritis feels a little better. Let me try meat. Okay, let me try, you know, so that's pretty cool." The next three steps, and again, you can mix and match and start wherever. The next three steps are the foods you absolutely must have for healing. And sometimes people don't optimize all three of these and they don't get the same results. So when you do all six steps Fully, the way I teach them, that's when the miracles happen. If you do a little bit here, a little bit there, you'll get some benefit, not full. The three things you need for healing are, number one, you need vegetables, high amounts of vegetables. And and most people, you know, the most commonly eaten vegetable on our planet is ketchup, or at least in our country is ketchup. And that's even if you count a tomato as a vegetable, that's what they say. And ketchup followed by uh, fried potatoes. So it's, you know, French fries are are what people are eating for their vegetables. So um, I focus on the greens because the greens are just the most nutrient-dense. So I love um, people eating tons and tons of greens. And people who are in my healing protocols, I do you know, healing groups and healing programs. I'll get them up to like a pound of greens a day. And it's amazing what happens when people eat that much greens. Now, a lot of people freak out at the idea of chewing that much. I love salad. It's fine for me. But that's why I created my green smoothies. Um, they're specially designed to have all the ing- healing ingredients in them. And we can put a pound of greens in a blender. And then you add some fruit and stuff. And and, I mean, I literally drink them all day. And that's why I'm so peppy. Because I literally, I'm like vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and just pump it right in. And you just feel amazing when you do it. So it's one way. And and I can even share a recipe with you for that. Yes, please. And then the the second thing is going to be omega-3s. It is absolutely essential. Uh, Omega-3s are what create your anti-inflammatory immune cells. So the prostaglandins, leukotrienes, you have to have omega-3s to do that. Um, I use flax and chia. And if you're not eating animal products or oils, you can convert flax and chia very well into uh, DHA and EPA, plus you get the ALA from them. So I use those. Um, I usually tell people to start with like a handful a day. You can put them right into your blender when you're making your smoothie. And then hydration. You literally can't fight inflammation without water. And there are some people... I literally had someone tell me the water she drinks every day is what she accidentally swallows when she brushes her teeth, you know? And yeah, (laughs) yeah, and she had... She had chronic constipation for 20 years and had two surgeries on her rectum from constipation. And I was the first doctor to ask her if she drank water. People who were operating in her colon. So I put her on a gallon of water a day, and within two weeks, her constipation was gone, off meds, mm. felt great. And you know, <laughs> water is absorbed through your colon. So, you know, I always tell you, it should be like a water slide. That poop should be on a water slide. Whee, like all the way out. And if right. you're dehydrated, it's like if you tried to go down a water slide with no water, you'd... <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. So Water not only helps you really, you know, get rid of inflammation, but it's also going to help you uh, with the padding in your joints will be filled with water. It'll get rid of headaches and, uh, and also constipation, everything else. So most people are just so dehydrated. So I usually have people on a lot of water. If you're over 120 pounds a gallon a day, sometimes more, I'll watch them, but it's amazing. I'll see someone. I just saw someone who said, I wasn't really getting results. And we got on Skype. She goes, I'm doing everything right. I said, okay, how much water are you drinking? Maybe 20 ounces a day. You're not getting results because you're dehydrated. If you don't drink enough water, and even if you're eating all the other foods, your body literally, it just gets stopped. You know, I I always tell them that the the nourishing foods, the omega-3s and the water and the um, the greens, think of it this way. It's like, if I asked you to make me peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I would need bread, peanut butter, and jelly, right? And I tell you, I want you to make me 20 sandwiches. And you're like, I love you. I will make you those sandwiches. And I go, here's your peanut butter and your bread. You'd be like, I really want to make you sandwiches. I just can't. I don't have the jelly. I don't have the jelly, right? So, 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 you know, if you don't have your water, you don't have the jelly. And I'm not telling people, you don't need peanut butter and jelly to heal. But it's right. just like you literally, if you're deficient in any of those nutrients, your healing will stop. And so that's why a lot of people I see who are on plant-based diets, I have a lot of clients now, even plant-based doctors who get sick and they go, I don't know why I'm sick. I'm just eating my plants. And, you know, they'll tell me on the DL because I'm a doctor, whatever, right. what's going on. They're always deficient in either raw greens, omega-3s, or the water. And as soon as we fix those, boom, they start healing. So I, I think that mi- that's missed a lot in a lot of the plant-based diets that I see. And so the smoothie is a way to get all of them at once. So even if you're busy, you can put greens, chia or flax, and water in here. And then you add just enough fruit to, to make it taste good, usually 25% fruit. You blend it up, stick a straw in it. And even people who ate who hate vegetables, they'll, they'll drink them. And so that's where I usually tell people to start. If you're not ready to give up what you're Addicted to, start with your smoothie, and they naturally start to crave better foods. They start to heal even with uh, eating bad foods because finally their immune system has something to use to get rid of some of the excess inflammation and fight back. So wow. super super simple.
0: That is incredible. So I'm going to have some. Please, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm craving a smoothie now. Like I, <laughs> I actually have two Vitamixes in my house because there's so many <laughs> the boys, you know. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's always going, Ugh. right before your interview, one of them was like, "Mika's like, guys, you can't do that while I'm on here. <laughs> um, so tell me, what was your recipe that you said you could share with us? What would yeah, be, absolutely. What um
1: And you know what? One of the best things they can do, um, we have free recipes online. So my husband and I are both very dedicated to getting people this information right. because we just, we feel like that should never be held secret. Like you can only, if you pay the secret amount of money, you can learn how to heal. That's BS. We want everyone to be healthy. So we actually created a free online community. Mm. Um, And so if you go to smoothyshred.com, so smoothie, S-M-O-O-T-H-I-E-S-H-R-E-D, smoothyshred.com, we actually created a community online where if you go to that website for free, you can just download our smoothie recipes. Uh, So I can tell you basically what it is, it's 75% greens, handful of flax or chia, 25% fruit, right? And then water or almond milk, whatever you like. And that works really well. And you can use whatever you like, but we have some specific recipes up there that we like. And what we do, if you go to smoothieshred.com, you can see the recipes. And then if you want to, only if you want to, you can put your email address in and it'll take you to our our private group. And so in our group, we've got 5,000 plus people from all over the world. And all they've committed to, they don't have to be vegan. All they've committed to is drinking a green smoothie every day, and increasing their exercise that's it and so we give them recipes my husband you know he gives them uh, training exercise things that they can do from home um, and tons of support and education all for free and what we find is when people just start adding their smoothies uh even without we tell them you do not have to change your diet they start fighting us on it they're like please give us a salad dressing recipe give us more vegan recipe. like they just they're begging because they start feeling better. And we've had people, we do challenges. So our next challenge, oh, it starts tomorrow, July 8th, is our next challenge, 28 day challenges, where for 28 days, you have to post a picture of your empty blender, uh, green mustache is optional, and um, they just started doing that. And, uh, and, and your exercise, just post it every day for 28 days. And what we've seen is in 28 days, without making them do anything else to their diet, people are coming off of medications, cholesterol, uh, anxiety medicine, um, losing 20 plus pounds, Uh, just amazing, incredible results, inches off their body, and people are just super excited. So this will be our third challenge. And that's just something we do totally for free because we just want to help people get into uh, the lifestyle and into the habit of doing things that help them get healthier. And what we've seen is we've had so many people go from our Smoothie Shred channel to becoming fully plant-based to getting their own blogs. One person's opening their own clinic to like teach people how to do smoothies and, and health um, because it's reversed her heart failure. Um, so it's just been a really, really cool thing. And we do that just from our hearts because we know not everyone would be able to get to afford to be in my healing group or to get a session, but for free, you can at least start with your smoothie recipes and, and get some support and community going because a lot of people, they don't know anyone else doing this weird stuff that we do. Um, so they make friends all over the world that way. it's
0: yeah, so. incredible. I'm going to join actually. While yes, we're done. yeah, you should join. That's <laughs> I'm fun. totally yeah, I'll, into I'll it. tomorrow, so perfect. Yeah. So what? Um, what are you fully raw then, or do you eat cooked foods as well? I
1: eat yourself? cooked foods as well. So I, I usually I'm about seventy five percent raw. So and basically it's just because most of the day I'm drinking smoothies, eating salads, stuff like that, and then usually dinner time we make something cooked and that's my whole family. My, my kids started drinking sm- smoothies out of their bottles at like six months, you know? Um, and they never get sick. I mean, my eight year old last had a cold when he was two, wow. like their immune systems are stellar. And I know they have my genes, so I, I'm not messing around. You know, I always say as a psychiatrist, I know they'll blame me for something I did wrong, you know, cause it's always mom. Right. But <laughs> it won't be <laughs> uh, out no to make smoothies. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so we, we all, as a family, we have our green smoothies for breakfast and then my kids usually have like big fruit plates and stuff. And then all day long, um, my kids will usually eat like Ezekiel bread, sprouted bread with mm-hmm. avocado and Dijon and Nooch. That's it. They're very, you know, they, they like Dijon. They have very you know specific tastes, um, <laughs> high society mustard. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that stuff like that all day. And I love salads and things like that. Um, although if I'm working, like, you know, if I'm sitting here all day, I just have these lined up and they stay cold and, you know, I got my smoothie and I got my water. And so whenever I'm off, whenever I hang up, I'm running to the bathroom. <laughs> but um, but I do that all day. And then it's like, okay, so what do we want to have for dinner? And then I'll have, you know, just a healthy plant-based meal, you know, lentils, beans, um, uh, lots of broccoli and tofu. Everyone in the family loves tofu. We do a lot of that. Um, stuff like that. Just healthy, whole foods, plant-based meals for dinner. Wow. So do you do strictly organic?
0: People no, always I ask that
1: too. No, i got uh-huh. this fruit fly that's like, sorry so if I it's attracted Twitch, to the smoothie yeah and then to my face he was trying to explore my nose a second ago so um so if I think twitchy that's why I swear so um, so, um oh my goodness so uh what was the question <laughs> I think it was oh yeah organic that's what okay, it was no uh so what? So when I healed, I was not organic because I was an intern, so um, right. I couldn't even afford my rent when I moved to California. Oh my goodness. Um, so I just bought whatever vegetables I could, you know, regular GMO stuff. Um, or I'd go to the farmer's market. You go to the farmer's market 10 minutes before closing and just say how much to buy everything you've got left. Because they don't, yeah, they don't want to take that stuff home. They, they oh. do not want to put it back on the truck. That is so, so brilliant! Oh my god, I've gone home with like four full shopping bags for like thirty bucks. I mean, they literally what? will just be like, I don't know, thirty dollars, or they'll say forty. I'll say thirty, okay. And like every, and sometimes I wouldn't even know what the stuff was. I just blend it. Like, I don't even know what this vegetable is. It's, it's green. Just, yeah, green <laughs> blend, Yeah, um, but you know, so I didn't have the money to do that. So I just get what I could. Um, now I can afford to do it more. So, but I still usually follow the clean fifteen, 30 dozen. You know, EWG. Yeah, and and what I tell people is listen, you know, I was able to get rid of lupus with eating pesticides. So, what I believe is, and you know, my buddy Gregor, we've talked about this over dinner once, and they're just like, you know, what the benefits you get from he has the actual number statistics because that's how his brain works. But the actual number of, you know, there's so rare to have anyone have a reaction to a pesticide. But when somebody starts eating large amounts of vegetables, even with pesticides, the improvement in their health is dramatic. So whatever's in the fruits and vegetables, especially vegetables that, you know, the vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients, phytoenzymes, antioxidants, all that stuff is giving you so much health that you can fight back. And I think about it in terms of, you know, like T. Colin Campbell's experiments when he was looking at the rats, they were all exposed to the same poison, but only the ones that were given the milk protein got cancer. Right. So, so in my experience is, if you can't afford organic kale, still eat kale. Just get what you can. And of course, if you can, I'd rather not eat chemicals. So I buy, I usually tell people, if you can get the greens organic, do that because that's the majority of what we can. But you know, the rest of it, bananas, they show less, you know, pesticides in them, stuff like that. The dirty dozen clean 15 thing you can Google. But in general, even if you can't afford anything organic, you still want to do this because your body will still benefit. So yeah, I've had, I've had arguments with some people like they really are hardcore. You should only ever eat organic. And I agree with the idea of it. You know, the organic foods have much more nutrients in the soil, and you know, it's great not to have chemicals, but for the majority of people out there, they can't even afford that. And then that keeps healing from them. It's like, I can't afford to get healthy. And what we've seen is people do get healthy, even eating the tainted stuff. And that's also why we give people so much. Like, yes, spinach doesn't have anywhere near the nutrients it used to because the soil's depleted. But if you have a pound, you're going to get some some nutrients <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it, it, that's absolutely right you're so true it's, it's it's a concentration thing at that point mm-hmm. wow so what obviously your family's this way you said you had a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and your husband right. mm-hmm. and then um so i'm curious you've talked about the food what exercise do you do regularly because i know you have your husband he's an exercise specialist what is your exercise regimen
1: Oh, goodness! Well, it varies depending on um where I am, so I like to use uh, I like lifting weights that 's just what I like um, and so that 's what I prefer to do when we can, but sometimes you know when we 're traveling like we just were I can go weeks to months without exercise, and my body doesn 't change and that 's when we really talk about. like My husband has a book coming out soon about metabolism how to have just an amazing fast metabolism when you feed yourself right your body can maintain itself. So for a lot of people, they might work really hard to get fit. And then if they go on a cruise, they gain seven pounds and they're like, what happened? Um, we used to take people on cruises to prove that they could eat as much as they wanted and they wouldn't gain a pound. And it was, it was a really awesome, fun way to prove that. you're That's a great bad. job. Oh, it was, we loved doing that. <laughs> I mean, we lived in California. We used to do that. We used to take people on cruises and we proved to them that if you eat the right foods, you can add all the stuff that that's bad for you and you won't gain a pound. So, um, so that's how it is now. We're Literally because I'm so, I mean, especially the mega threes I and mean, those get into your cell membranes and you're really good at cell signaling It's just, you can have an amazing metabolism. So I, it's, it's better and it's healthy to exercise every day. Um, but it doesn't affect my, my weight or my fitness level at all if I don't, but in terms of stress relief and immune function, it's always good too. So I usually tell people to do what you can. So a lot of times like in my, in my, uh, I have a six week rapid healing group. And so they're in this secret Facebook group and I'm teaching them how to eat and checking on them every day then also have them add like exercise and watch their sleep and other things that can affect them. And for some people, they're literally so sick that they can barely move. So for those people, I'm not going to say like, Hey, get to the gym and start lifting some weights. It's like, can you sit up? Can you squat down? Can you just, you know, crunch while laying down? Can you raise your arms up? Can you Google, you know, um, uh, yoga for chronic disease and find some gentle moves? So for a lot of folks, they start there. I had one woman in my first group, who she was barely able to walk at first, and then she started walking holding like avocados, and she was just increasing the size of the fruit, walking around her house, but holding bigger and bigger fruit. You know, so that oh. was super cool. And and, and um, oh. but back when I, when I was healing, I actually was working out every day, and I was doing a mix of um, bodybuilding and uh, interval cardio, and that's what I usually was. As people get stronger, I usually recommend those too, especially if you're trying to lose fat. Interval cardio is a king. Um, and my husband's actually in my group as well. So if people have specific questions, I mean, heck, I mean, he pro-wrote the protocol and he's, he is so brilliant at cellular, uh, biology and pathophysiology and physiology. Like he has actually taught omega-3 fatty acids to, uh, UCLA Harvard's family medicine, uh, grand rounds, like <laughs> wow. to help doctors understand how omega-3s work and all that stuff. So he's just amazingly brilliant. People look at him and they just see a 200 pound, really thick guy. You know, I'm like, the guy is genius. So, um, you know, so he's really a, a cool person to have on board, too, to help people. You know, he used to, uh, in Pittsburgh, he worked for a hospital. Whenever people are having uh, surgery, especially bariatric surgery, he was the person who would come in and help them learn how to move again, mm. like how to exercise while sitting on a couch, you know. And so he's really good at helping people with chronic disease and also with learn how to move again and do exercise that supports them. So we're really a team uh, approach in that so, you know, if someone's just starting out, I usually say move as much as you can. Right. Because, definitely. you know, we know exercise improves your immune function. Right. But yeah, for me right now, I'm like I'm in maintenance. So, you know, it's, it's important to understand there's the healing protocol and then there's a the maintenance protocol for people in maintenance. That's why a lot of my clients love me so much is you don't have to eat like that forever, like a pound of greens a day and all that stuff. That's a healing protocol when you're healthy. know if you have a smoothie a day and you exercise really regularly you can also eat some recreational food as I call it and stuff like that and you won't get sick again Mm -hmm. and so as a maintenance person I can you know when I'm home mostly smoothies and salads all day whole foods plant-based meal but I also like to go out to eat and I'll have a recreational meal which I'm always plant-based but you know if you go to a vegan restaurant you're getting oil fake meat all that stuff and and I'll eat that and my mouth is like, hallelujah, this is awesome. And then my stomach goes, oh, why? Why? <laughs> and, then, and then I feel really tired and I'm not as peppy as I am now. And then I don't want it again for a while. You know. Right. And I've even had clients who've gone back to eating like meat or dairy once a month or so. And they don't get lupus back. But they say when they eat it, they get a stomach ache or they get nauseous and they go, Ugh, why did I eat that? And then they're good again. But that's the cool thing is that you won't get – it's like getting a paper cut at that point. You know, if if a healthy person gets a cut, we can heal it. But if you've got chronic illness and you get a cut, like a diabetic, they get a cut in their foot, they could lose their limb. So when people are healing, I expect them to be very strict. When they're healthy, I still tell them how I recommend they eat. But it helps them psychologically to know that I can have a recreational meal every now and then. And I might vomit or get diarrhea because they're, once you've got your gut bacteria that like this food, it does not like junk food, but at least that's the worst of it. Right. And it's self-reinforcing rather than for the rest of your life, you will never be able to eat any meat, dairy, processed food ever again. A lot of people won't even try it because they're terrified of giving up everything they're addicted to. Right. Most people, once they heal, like I have a lot of clients that stay raw vegan because my healing protocol is raw and they're like, this reversed my disease. I don't want to eat anything else. Um, other folks, most folks are like, Oh, I can't wait to have, you know, a bowl of beans and rice or something like that. I'm like, cool. You can have it again. Your symptoms are gone. Your labs look great. You know, just never give up the healing foods, never give up your raw foods, your smoothies, your omega-3s and your water. Then you can add back other foods and and you can function again. So,
0: wow. So how long do people have to stay raw typically before you notice that they're really
1: healing? It depends on the person. Um, they don't have to stay raw. It's just my rapid healing group. That is all raw because I look at your stomach as that is the limiting amount of healing food I can put in your body. So if your stomach's full of something else, that's neutral, like, you know, cooked vegetables, they're not going to hurt you. They're fine. They've got some vitamins and minerals less because they're cooked, but you know, that's neutral, but it's not as good as, you know, a bunch of raw greens. So I just, keep them raw just to maximize how much peeling they can do. And in my group, it's interesting because it depends how they ate before. So people like right now, I just started a new group last week, and the people who are already plant-based but still had arthritis or lupus or other problems, but they were already plant-based, zero detox within a few days. I've never had this much energy. My pain's almost gone, Right. So, people who are already plant based, it's like superhuman speed. Within a few days, they, they are feeling remarkably better. And usually within a week or two weeks, they can be pain free. Um, but people who've been eating meat or dairy, like right now, I have three people in my group who went from the typical American diet into my plan, and they are really miserable. Um, just my pain is worse, I'm exhausted, and it's just all detox. And mm-hmm. so that's a bummer. But it's interesting because I had a woman who she was having terrible detox. But at the two-week marker, had to go to her rheumatologist and get blood tests. And so she's at two weeks feeling just, ugh, you know? And then, that's a medical term, by the way. And so she goes and gets her blood test, and her SED rate and her CRP are completely normal. So even though she was feeling really tired from detox, the inflammation was going away, which then got her so excited that she felt remarkably better. And then everybody else got to, she posted her labs into the group and then everyone else got excited. And she actually went from, she had been in the ICU with lupus, just barely able to walk and was on, she had just gotten home from the hospital and was on just basically bed rest in her twenties and had to drop out of law school. And, um, within the first six weeks, she was, uh, back to work and got reaccepted into law school, felt great. She decided to do a second round she's like, if I could feel this good in six weeks. And so most people want to do it a second round. I never expected that, um, but they like it so much. The group having me watch them and getting rapid results. She did a second round. She started running miles a day. So that was within 12 weeks um, was literally running pain-free tons of energy. Like she said, she slept less than she ever needed to, because she'd wake up full of energy. Like people quit coughing on their own. So the longer people stick with it, the more dramatic and rapid the results. But it's interesting Um, I can never predict it. There's some people who have only been sick for a year who take a little longer. And then there's other folks who have been sick for 20 plus years who in a week are like, Oh, pain-free. So, you know, I've kind of come to conceptualize in my head that the inflammation and layers of illness, like an onion. So we're just, we don't know how deep it goes. So sometimes people will be like, Oh, every day I I don't feel any different. And then they wake up on the eighth day and it's gone. And they're like, Oh, it was overnight. I'm like, no, it was happening. (laughs) You just had to get to that layer. So it's just interesting. I I think what holds people up usually is just how well they're doing it. So I teach as much information as I can for free, but people don't always do it right. And that's what I find. And that's why I created the healing group is that people still mess up and they're not getting it right. And they're still struggling. That way they have a place to go where I can actually watch them. And every single time there was something that they were not getting right. And they thought that they had it, but they didn't. And I just do some tweaking and then boom. Like I have two doctors in my group right now. I have lots of doctors. um, Doctors and nurses love my program because they hate taking medicine, right? So doctors are the worst patients. They're never compliant. Um, So, um, But they were both people who are plant-based and they're like, something's not working. And then we just did some tweaking. One of them right now, she's in our smoothie shred group and everything. And she's like, something's not right. I still get migraines every day. And she's already, um, her migraines are almost gone now. We're on day, uh, we're on day seven. And so she used to get two a day and need uh, medicine twice a day for her migraines. Now she's down to one in the morning that goes away in a couple hours um, and it's in a week. So yeah, so, it's, it's, so we see people with all sorts of different illnesses and yeah, it seems to be very individual, but it's always very rapid. I mean, if you're saying you could have a dramatic change in your health within a month, month and a half, but usually it's within a week or two. Wow. So, what is the tweaking
0: that you're seeing, even with these doctors who know the plant base? What is the what? Are you, what are they often missing or change, need to change? It's always
1: different. So sometimes it's just that they're having some kind of reaction to a certain food. So we have like the basic protocol, but everybody has different levels of you know inflammation that affects even their way to absorb food. So sometimes it's a gut issue. Uh, sometimes they, uh, you know, autoimmune disease is also, is very connected to allergy, you know, because it's immune dysfunction. Right. And so what I see, especially prodromally, I'll see people who have all these new food allergies and then they develop autoimmune disease. So it's like the immune system starts ramping up and it's showing up like allergy or they have both, you know. Um, But if you have a food allergy that you didn't have as a kid, then your immune system's not functioning. There's something wrong and it's Mm -hmm. overreactive. Right. So a lot of times people have both. So they won't even realize that one of the foods they're eating is actually causing uh, more inflammation and aggravation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's it. So when I can watch people and see what they're eating every day, it's very easy for me to just kind of go in and go, you know what? Maybe it's the pineapples in your smoothie or you know what? Maybe you're having a reaction to flax. Let's try chia or this or that. And so I really just go through every day. Um, Sometimes it's their water. Sometimes it's planning. They're, They're struggling to get everything in. And so I help them just restructure their day and their time. For a lot of folks, even if they get the nutrition right, they have their stress levels are through the roof, and they don't know how to do that. So, as a psychiatrist, I'm just kind of born for this. I'm really, a, I'm an expert at happy. I've just, I was kind of born an expert at happy. But um, especially through my training, you know, people say, "Do you miss psychiatry?" I said, "Teaching people to eat is psychiatry." Right? Oh, definitely,
0: yeah. because
1: everything. Gosh, I mean, people don't eat because they don't know better. It's so, a little bit. That, but mostly it's emotional. It's if I'm in a bad mood. It's what my mom's gonna guilt trip me over the holidays. It's social. It's my husband. It's, uh, so, and then they've got these stress levels that are, in, you know, stress is inflammatory. You can measure that in someone's bloodstream, right? So, mm-hmm. um, depression, anxiety, all inflammatory. So, I really create a safe environment where I daily help them with how to manage their stress levels with whatever I, whatever tricks I have up my sleeve to kind of help them with their mindset. I call them on their crap. You know, um, th- that's the New Yorker in me. You know, where people come up with a lot of reasons why they can't do stuff, and I was like, you know, so I, I I hold up a mirror to people to help them see where they're sabotaging themselves. So it's like it's a very, you know, so it's always different what's holding them back, but I just try to help them find it. And again, if I'm with you every day, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. I don't give up till I do. Wow. So have you had anyone that you haven't been able to get help- well yet? No, no. The only times that that happens if somebody gives up or disappears, right? So every once in a while, yeah, well, sometimes people will, um, like I said, it's emotional. So um, I've had people even join the group and never post. And I'm like, so. (laughs) Thank you for the
0: money, but.
1: (laughs) but I don't like that. I'll start posting, you know, and I'll tag them what's going on. But it's like, you know, I was just talking to someone yesterday who she literally, I had an appointment with her and then she didn't follow it. The one who was having 20 ounces of water a day. And I said, I wish I could tell you that just speaking with me would heal you. I wish I had <laughs> that I would just like send you my juju through the computer, but you actually have to follow the protocol. It has to right. do it. Um, so I've had people like that where, uh, you know, they started and then I'm like, where did you go? Because I follow up with people. They all have my cell phone number and you know, I call what happened. It'll be like, oh, well you know, my boyfriend or my dad got sick. And so then I stopped and, you know, so of course I can't help that. But for people who follow this, they always get healthier. They always get healthier because it's not possible to feed your body the best foods on the planet and nothing changes. It mm-hmm. just doesn't. Um, sometimes we just need to go more. We have to do more before then. So a lot of people have leaky gut, other problems where if your gut is so inflamed that everything you eat becomes diarrhea, then smoothies not going to fix you because it's just whoop, right out, you know, nothing right. got of good. So sometimes I just need to do things with them to help them heal their gut first so that they can absorb the foods properly. But what I always tell people, this, you know, sometimes we'll say, oh, smoothie's not good for me, I got bloated. But if you're bloated, it doesn't mean the smoothie's bad for you. It means your gut is sick because mm-hmm. you should be able to have vegetables.
0: Right. <laughs> you should, you know. So how do you heal their gut? What's a leaky gut? protocol that you do for someone who maybe It be really bored. depends.
1: It depends on what's going on with them. For some people, just getting them a high grade probiotic is all they needed and they're able to stabilize and absorb their nutrients okay. Um, I've treated people with Crohn's and uh, you know, other illnesses like that where we actually need to go more strict. So um, I had one person with Crohn's who literally, the diarrhea was so bad, it didn't matter what she ate, and she couldn't even leave her house without planning all the rest stops. And if there was a place that didn't have a bathroom within a few minutes, she couldn't leave. So they wanted to put her on the, you know, the chemo that they use for that, which she'd done in the past, the biologics, but it was horrible for her. And so she wanted to talk to me first. And so um, what I ended up doing with her is I, I had her on green juices first. Because for me, sometimes if the gut is so inflamed, sometimes you need to rest it. Uh, And so for me, I'd rather rest it with getting some vitamins in it. I've never done any kind of water fasting or anything like that. I like to have some nutrients going in. Um, I've never tested water fasting personally, so I just I usually use juices. And so I'll do that because I'll tell her, listen, you know, eating vegetables is healthy, but if you can't absorb them because your gut's inflamed, it's kind of like saying walking is healthy, but if you have a broken ankle, it's not good for you, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You rest the ankle, right? Elevate it. So that's what I'll do is I'll rest it by just doing juices and so she ended up having to do juices for about two weeks and then the diarrhea completely stopped and then we switched to smoothies and plant foods and she was fine and she didn't have to go on meds and the Crohn's all healed up but for her it's like even you know a sweet potato out <laughs> you know so it was like okay let's just rest let's just let your body and she I mean it was funny because at the beginning she's like all gung-ho and then after a week she's like oh my god I want to eat <laughs> so we would text back and forth and she would text me like bitmojis of someone like uh and like and i text her back super motivational stuff and help have her sit and imagine herself healthy and get you know her mindset where she needed to go and then she did it and she was fine and then she was super gung-ho so that's the extreme case is if someone's got such bad gut inflammation that food won't stay i'll do something like that but I try to limit that because I, I prefer my whole protocol is hypernourishment. I like to, I rather oversupply nutrients for healing rather than withdraw them. Right. And so um, that's in extreme cases. But yeah, for some, some people, that's what they really need to help with is like, I can't get my gut to hold on to these nutrients, but I feel fine if I have a glass of milk. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, that's hair of the dog that bit you. you got right. <laughs> so right. Yeah. so, so that's the bloating. What
0: you know. So the bloating is a, usually a case of some type of allergy to the food or their gut's just so inflamed and then they either need or, to rest the gut or... the gut, the gut bacteria.
1: Or, so you know, bloating probiotics. is common, but that's usually the gut bacteria. The gut bacteria that are good at meat and dairy and processed food, they cannot handle all the greens and raw vegetables and people get all bloated. Now, if you wait, that'll go away. But a lot of people, they just, oh, I'm so gassy, I'm bloated, I don't feel good. And if they go on a probiotic, usually that goes away pretty quickly. Or mm-hmm. some people they get, you know, some people actually get constipated. Can you imagine eating all that fiber and getting constipated, but their guts are so immobile mm-hmm. that they, you know, so the, the probiotic usually helps. And I often will tell people just go on one when you start and it'll, you know, mitigate that. But yeah, so it really depends. And that's when I personalize stuff. So, you know, if someone can just read the book and just go and it works. That's hallelujah. That's what I want. Um, but for a lot of people, it's just, they've got so much other inflammation and stuff going on. They just need a little help personalizing it. And sometimes I'll do that just to Skype consultations all they need. And I'll be like, you know, we go through everything they eat and I help them make their plan. And for folks who are just like, no, I need you to hold my hand. Then that's when I do the healing groups. Wow. That's incredible. It's super fun. I live for it. I'm like, I gave up Facebook right before I started this healing group. Now I'm addicted to it because all day long I'm like, Oh, look at the salad she made. Oh, that's so good. Heart, 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 heart emojis. uh, Eyeball heart emojis. Like I just, you know, (laughs) Oh no, she's having a bad day. Hey, don't worry. Let's think about this. Let's do this, you know, and I'll just, I'll I'll like go live and make a video to address someone's pain or what's going on and help people. And so, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Love it. That is so incredible.
0: Wow. I mean, bless your heart. I took you, I've taken you up so much of your time. Jeez. Um, yeah. You're going
1: to have to edit a lot. People are going to have to There'd be like a whole day of interview, like enough with this. No, they audience. love it.
0: No, they're going to love it. Oh gosh. This is fabulous. Um, well, you know, I'll end it here because I know you I've almost taken two hours of your time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but thank you. Pleasure. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. It's one of, wow. This is definitely one of my favorite uh, interviews so far. And, uh, that's incredible. So I'm going to make sure um, to tell everybody with your website and where to find you and everything. But um, I'd like to end the um, podcast with acknowledging you um, and say thank you for everyone that you've helped and who you don't even know that you've helped. Because a lot of times this job is a thankless job because people... You know, you're you're just expected to do that and expected to give of yourself and expected to do the hard emojis because you're who you are, right? You're the doctor. And so, um, I just want to share that with you and say thank you for everybody that you've helped and I I really appreciate you. So
1: thank you so much. And thank you for doing this because you're helping people like me get the word out. Oh yeah. So, you know, I've had so many people who told me that they they started my diet because they heard me in an interview somewhere. And I just want to, I was like, Oh, that's so amazing. You know? So you're saving countless lives too, without even knowing it because you give, you give me a voice and other people a voice. To
0: oh, I love it. The, the podcast has been a blast and it's growing. So it's really fun. And I, I love interviewing people. I just could sit and listen to you all day, but geez, <laughs> thank gosh, you. this is fantastic. But, but thank you again, Dr. Goldner for coming on the show. And, uh, we appreciate you so much. And, uh, We wish you the best of everything and hope your business just grows and you help millions more of people.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome.